Hey yo, we about to tear it up. Welcome to the Breaking Atoms podcast, where we break things down to the very last compound. My name is my name, but my real name is Chris Mitchell, aka the actual factual. I am flying solo this week, but on all days, big up to my co-host Summit. He'll be back next week with a mouthful of swear words and offensive, inappropriate content. Before I go any further, I just want to thank all the listeners who are checking out the show. We really appreciate the fact that you reach out and you let us know what you're enjoying, where we can improve and guests that you'd love to hear on future episodes. So whether you reach out to us publicly or privately, we appreciate you. So please continue to listen, subscribe and leave reviews wherever possible. This week's guest is one of my favorite MCs representing Lawrence, Massachusetts, affectionately known as Lawtown to those who love and live there. He goes by the name of Rex, and Rex is one of my favorite MCs because he really understands how to balance lyrical skill and poetic devices with the social and political content that I love, and he can still make the music enjoyable. He's worked with Pete Rock, DJ Premier, Knotts, Apollo Brown and a bunch of other people so uh, a Rex album and a track list to a new Rex album is something that I always look forward to seeing so we spoke about how he embedded himself in Boston's hip-hop scene his business relationship with Brick Records working with Static Selector how he comes up with acronyms and we even got into how he stands barefoot on grass we got in touch with earth and we definitely got in touch with history so ladies and gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages Dogs, cats, people with jobs, people without jobs, hags and scallywags. This is Rex on the Breaking Atoms podcast. Check it out. Rex, rhythmic eternal king supreme. Welcome to the Breaking Atoms podcast. How are you? I'm blessed. Thank you for having me. Thank you for taking the time. I love it. It's all good. It's all good. First of all, just want to check in with you. Um, I know it's been a, a crazy few months it's been a crazy year 2020 and we're in 2021 how how have you been maintaining how how's family and how how are you doing uh yeah you know times have been crazy but we continue to maintain on the same kind of regime regimen um you know health and wellness we're you know plant-based focused on um you know eating well waking up to meditation and yoga so the routine don't change so it's, it's all the same for us i was doing some research today and um i often make the mistake of saying that you're from Boston and I know you you represent Boston heavy but you're actually from Lawrence Massachusetts affectionately known as as Lawtown um tell me what is unique about Lawrence Massachusetts and what are some of your favorite things about the city so yeah like you know a lot of times I I do get um connected to Boston which is like you know home home away from home and it's not too far from Lawrence so uh I get the understanding I got like my biggest breaks in, in Boston so I get that. Um, but Lawrence, um, the, the community I'm from is about, uh, you know, 30 minutes uh, north of, of Boston. It's a very, it's a very small uh, community, impoverished. Um, uh, a lot of a lot of uh, individuals uh, migrated either th- during the black migration north from, from the south or like um, there are a lot of families from like the Dominican Republic, Jamaica, uh, Haiti, 
Puerto Rico, uh, the majority of individuals coming out of Dominican Republic, though. So, like, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a community of um, individuals, um, uh, again, like um, second, uh, second, third generation families um, uh, in a community that's really, like I said, poor and, 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 and coming up on hard times. Uh, but we we make do and like so myself terminology static select a lot of individuals who who have made some ways for ourselves uh, come from that community. Crumb snatcher, rest in peace to our uh, scientific. So a lot in the hip hop community who are in the underground and the know know about like our community. Yeah. Did your family migrate from Dominican Republic? My family no. Like so, um, my, my my parents come from the south. My father's from Virginia. My mom's is from uh, South Carolina. The only thing that 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 uh, differentiates us from like individuals from certain islands is is a boat ride, right? Mm, good so, point. If you're talking about if you're talking about individuals who are in Cuba, Jamaica, Haiti, Cuba, and, like you know, what I'm saying wherever you are in that Caribbean, or if you're in the South, like you know, the only thing that differentiates you is a boat ride, or if you have individuals who are native to the island, you have Tainos in the in the in the uh, Caribbean, or you have. You know a lot of the uh, the Geechee and, and different uh, uh, tribes that were in the, in the south. So, you know, our fan got Geechee and like different different uh, native tribe uh, connections, but also part of the the diaspora. Yeah, no, good good point, good point. Uh, sticking with Boston, I know you've got a, a long-standing relationship with Brick Records. How did you you hook up with them, and you know what are some of the things you enjoy about working with them because you've worked with them for, for so long. Uh, after I left UMass Amherst, I was a student at UMass Amherst. That's where I went to college. And um, uh, a summer, summer, I, I came back uh, my first year um, and went to Boston instead of going back to Lawrence. I stay, I spent that whole summer in Boston, and that was a period where you know it was big on ciphers, like real cipher circles where cats were like freestyling for real, and um, you know building their street cred all, all for those ciphers, and and that's where. Mm -hmm. That's where I first got like you know my, my my feet wet with a lot of the local uh, Boston individuals such as Esoteric and Ed OG and Acrobatic and there was a group by the name of Schizophrenics, um, Checkmark specifically who uh, offered me an opportunity to get on a vinyl of his and that vinyl was being put out by Brick Records. When I got on that record, it was, the rest was history. They 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 signed me to my first deal. Okay, all right, and you've been working with them ever since, right? Absolutely, but like what I've been doing is like. Uh, quite similar to what cats do nowadays i was doing back then 20 years ago i was like focused on doing one-off deals like a, a license for like one one contract for for a record our very first record we put out the next record i was like i'm gonna do it independently because because master p and the whole uh uh out the trunk uh phase was going on in the south and like we wanted to mimic a lot of what what uh, they were doing and, and get our feet wet on on the possibilities of getting a lot of a lot of income independently and so that's what i did on the second record but after that you know i kept on you know i always kept my options open either i could sign a deal with the with the label or we could do something independently okay so is that the reason why there was like a five-year gap between reckless and gray hairs is because you were doing an independent thing like 100 percent Absolutely not. What actually happened is I moved to Florida. That was the first time I, I'm living in Florida now again. And that was the first time I moved to Florida. Um, I had gotten married, um, you know, I'm sensitive divorce, but I, I got married and had my first son. And so I was, I was attempting to balance uh, life as a, as a new husband and new father and, and, and doing music. And, and I wasn't making any money at that time. 
So really, it really didn't make sense for me to be doing it. And I was really going to wrap up everything. I was, I was going to call it quits altogether uh, at that point in time. And so that long gap between, between reckless and, and gray hairs was me trying to like um, come to terms with that crossroads uh, of what I was going to do with the rest of my life. And then static came down South and, and, and uh, he let me know that he had just uh, started the new imprint show off and he was like, try one more album. And that's when we dropped gray hairs. Okay. And that's when I first heard of you because um, I'm a big static selector fan. We actually had him on the pod a few weeks ago and I've got to say gray hairs. I often tell people that, after 2003, I fell down this rabbit hole of independent hip-hop. You know, I've got my own internet, my own computer, and you're one of the artists that I discovered very early on, and Grey Hairs is, is an album I still listen to, like, to this day. Well, I appreciate that. That's that's beautiful to hear, fam. And, yo, I mean, Static, Static deserves his flowers for everything that he's done for the culture and what he's done for our, uh, our city. And, mm. and what he's doing now, like, you know, with all, all the connections, uh, the bigger connections, the waves that he's done. You know, every time we used to walk or walk down the streets and he used to tell me all the people he was going to be working with. I was like, man, you out of your mind. I, I couldn't see it coming from where we were coming from. But like, you know, he just always had a bigger vision than all of us. So he deserves his flowers. And, you know, I was, you know, my co-host as well, Sumit, shout out to him. We were very very forward about giving him his props because he's one of our like when we started this podcast like two years ago he was on our list of people like we want to speak to static selector like he was like on our a list and we finally got to speak to him a few weeks ago just before he released a new album so shout out to static selector once again sticking sticking with static selector like you know you don't have to go through the whole list what are some of your favorite songs that he's produced for you uh, I mean, what are you saying for me? Like, you know, Static, Static's done give me some of his best beats. I, I lucked out, you know, like, you know, uh, my favorite, I think, would be Mr. Nobody, though. Um, I, I love that record, the soul behind it and, and the, um, and just like the, the, the heart that he put into it. Um, a newer record that I just did with Feral Monch, The Complex is up there. Um, you know, but there's a plethora of records. Um, and also there's um, there's a slew of, of productions that he did on like mixtapes that I had in between the lines, volume one and two, which were like incredible records. And, you know, him still coming into his own as a producer, but it like, you know, him being very creative in, in, in his thought process and how he approached, um, you know, his production techniques. So like I, I was a big fan of um, a lot of that stuff early on as well. Um, but you know, he's worked with everybody. So like, you know, um, he's done some incredible things with like, you know, the, the stuff he's done with two chains and, and Bun B and Paul Wall, like to see that, to, to see the stuff that's going on with him, never compromising his artistic ability and, and, and doing something, uh, with the, with the South. It was real dope to see like, you know, the North and the South come together on, on a lot of those records, man. Yeah, no, it's, it's funny because, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm the biggest Paul Wall fan. I've, I've, I've liked a few of his songs over the years. But when I saw him do that EP with Static Select, I'm like, you know, Static Select is one of those people. If he works with you, he either makes me a fan of you or it's, I'm, it's just an instant buy. I don't care who you are. You could be MC Nobody produced by Static Selector. I would at least check it out because he's got that he's got that name power. So it was is a very similar thing with you. Like when I when I saw his name attached to you, I was like, okay, I'm gonna check this out. Then I became a fan of you. So um, yeah, this it's just it's just how it works. It's that rabbit hole again. Yeah, he's one of he's one of those casts. It's like it's like DJ Premier. Like you know, like he's he's following the in the in the reins and the steps of Primo and and, and Pete Rock and like um 
the ones who like you're just like yo if, if their name's attached to it i gotta touch it you know what i'm saying it's yeah like, yeah no definitely definitely um i want to talk about pray for me okay. on um the gray hairs album like, i i love that song because it's uh it reminds me of krs1 and i know krs1 is one of your biggest inspirations yeah absolutely you say don't get offended but it's hard for some i would imagine it's hard for some people not to be offended by that song because you touch on a, you touch on some things in that song absolutely what i want to pick your brain on is that you, it came across to me that you were very critical of new york at the time now correct me if i'm wrong you were saying that new york was somewhere you look to for inspiration and you're talking about there's no more classics no more shook ones to blast in the whip can you break down why you actually said that and was there any backlash from you saying that on the song um nah they, they you know what i'm saying like i i meant every word and like you know you know obviously i have a, a strong connection to new york and, and and spend a lot a lot of time in new york to this day and um you know i work with a lot of new york artists and 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 the reality is like the, the individuals who knew what i was talking about there was no anger or no animosity for what i was saying because i was just i was just dropping I was dropping jewelry and waxing poetic on what what I thought was necessary to come out of New York. Like we know what it, when when you looked at New York as the as the place uh, where where things are beginning, just like how Atlanta is now to a degree. You know, if, 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 if where Cats was looking for inspiration and focused on like um, um, you know where the where the culture was moving. And where the heartbeat was, it was always New York. Not to mention, you know, it getting it started in, in, in New York. And so, with a, a lot of the stuff that was going on during that period in time, I just I was really fed up, you know. So, like, I had to express my opinion. There were no no sideline instances where individuals pulled me aside and had anything to say. But, you know, uh, I've always been an artist that had to express exactly what was going on in my heart. Yeah, no, and it's it's one of your best songs, in my opinion. I appreciate that. It's one of your best songs. One one other line hit me deep, um, and I'll tell you why. The part about Bill O'Reilly don't respect you in no suit. Um, you're still a coon in their eyes. You'll soon realise. I heard you say that when I was walking through the financial capital of London in a suit. And it really, really hit me because I was always taught, you know, wearing a suit, people will respond to you in a certain way, and it's oftentimes more positive. Um... But then I also saw the flip side of things that like even though you're still in a suit because of the history of racism and, you know, prejudice and stereotypes and all of these things in the melting pot, you can still be looked upon less favorably. Why did you write that line? And was it something that you experienced in your own life? Not something specifically like uh, a specific instance, but, you know, us as melanated individuals across the globe, it don't matter where we are on this planet, you know, we all got this under we got this understanding just naturally just about who we are and how we're perceived by the by the general populace right so my intentions are not to like you know uh to pretend that like you know i'm something that i'm first of all not or secondly i'm not going to um you know attempt attempt to assimilate or be a part of like a specific culture just because that's what the accepted notion is you know, mm -hmm. I couldn't keep a nine to five because I, I wasn't going to pretend or use my white voice in, you know, certain settings to like be able to, you know, get by, you know, not to judge anybody else or to like put, um, uh, I get it. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I get the reason why it, it, it's difficult and why we, why we, you know, act and behave certain ways. But like my intentions are, are always to say, I wear my heart on my sleeve. I'm always the person that I am. 
And so like for 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 a real good example, like um, you know, touring in Europe, uh there was there was a, a, a MC I'm just gonna say the MC homie's name. My, my my man Acrobatic is my brother, my beloved brother, right? Mm-hmm. And I was on tour, I was on tour with him and Ed OG and, and, and terminology one period of time. And and we did the like Eastern Standard tour and we went all over Europe. Right. And I, I, I don't remember what country we're in. I think it was Germany. But, uh, you know, turning out from Lawrence, like a little different than Boston, a little a little more uh, rowdy acting uh, during that period of time. Like my mind frame is way different now. But like I was in the I was in the in the uh, airport and I'm, I'm like I'm like acting up a little bit. You know what I mean? And so, you know, Edo had pulled me aside and was like, yo, I, I got something to say about you, like, you know, kind of you know, acting foolish in front of these people because of how they're looking at you, you know, and because of how they're looking at you, that's how they're looking at us. And my mind frame was like, I don't care what anybody's viewpoint on who I am is at any point in time, because if I'm walking down, like when I'm walking down the airport runway and I'm reading Nietzsche or I'm reading Ayn Rand or I'm, or I'm doing anything that has to do with reading a book versus me acting unrowdy, they're still going to see a nigga. You know what I'm saying? They, they, they're looking at it the same way. They're just, they're just seeing like what you said, like what, what we discussed, the, the, the nigga in a suit or nigga with a book, or it still carries that connotation. So we take that word nigga and we flip it and, and or, or we look back to our ancestors and we say niggas and not, and not that term. That's like a little, um, uh, degrading how they, how they view us. But regardless, we carry ourselves how we carry ourselves and we feel free to, to be our natural selves. And anybody's view on the outside really don't matter. That's right. Yeah. Well said. Well said. Uh, acronyms. You're really good with the acronyms. Not just your name, but on the Greatest X album, you had Beef, which, correct me if I'm wrong, it stands for Brothers Egos. Sorry, Brothers Egos something fatalities I, I just it was with me just now and i've forgotten it brother brother's brother eagles, eagles equal, equal fatality, fatality. You got it, you that's got right it. yeah and you got hip-hop her infinite power helps oppress people i can't take credit for that that's krs1 i was gonna ask because yeah, he said no, that no, on no, his I, album I definitely can't take it like and it's crazy because a lot of people they always uh connect that acronym to me but hip-hop that that acronym comes from krs1 man Okay, so what's your what's your thing with acronyms? Like, you, do you have a list of them somewhere, or do you just come up with them? Like, how how does that work for you? Honestly, it comes from KRS One. I was a big fan of KRS One very young, and like, you know, he he had the knowledge reign supreme over nearly everybody, and that was just huge to me. That 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 mm. that, that was big in my life, and so was the her infinite powers help oppress people. Like, the 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 message behind those words like matters uh, like infinitely for me. So like, um, it was only natural that like, you know, I was, I would find connections in my own, uh, uh, other than the name Rex, like uh, Rex has been my only name other than when I was like 11 years old, my name was MC rock. Cause okay. everybody's name had an MC in front of it. So my name was rock when I was a kid, but other than that, like it's, it's been Rex man. And, it, and, and I've always rocked with that. I was going to say that your acronyms never sound forced. Nah, they gotta be natural, okay? You know what I'm saying? They gotta, they gotta, they gotta flow naturally and sound smooth. You know, just like this new album, it just, it just gotta make sense. Uh, you know, if it, if it don't, it don't flow smooth, then it isn't worth saying. And I, I definitely feel like, you know, uh, the hunger inside never gets satisfied. That's a beautiful, um, 
that's a beautiful uh, acronym things that's the new album the objective the objective always is to like just have um a message behind it you got to forgive me i i've just gotten to my my son's school and um, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna we're gonna keep talking but i gotta i gotta pick up these books okay it's all good it's all good let's talk about the new album though things the hunger inside never get satisfied what was the uh what was the first the first song recorded for the project and when did you know okay it's album time now the the first record i believe i recorded might have been isis daughter beautiful song yeah isis daughter like it was it was a mood setter uh that one was one of the early ones and i had ego and um and uh brotherly love some of that stuff towards the middle of the album was some of the earlier stuff that i recorded okay so you mentioned isis daughter uh how did you how did you meet apollo brown and how's your relationship grown because you've done a few songs with him now i met apollo brown at um at uh south by southwest um i was um i was um you know, just like, you know, the typical networking situation and like we had been building um, with various cats and just he, he was some, someone that like I got introduced to. I don't remember who by, but someone on the on a um, strip had, um you know, pulled, my, pulled me aside and was like, let me know this is the homie and, and what he doing. And, and um, you know, we just we just hit it off, man. It was it was love. And like, you know, we had we had built about we got to build, you know what I'm saying? Mm hmm. Forward, so. That's really that's really what that was. So sticking with the, the the new album, you've got someone there called Rachel Green, and what was really interesting about that to me was the fact that you tackled privilege, but you told the story of a white woman. Why did you Why did you do it that way, considering that you have no experience of being a white woman? Well, so uh, the main the main uh, takeaway was like uh, first and foremost, I wanted to there were layers to it, and, and the first layer being the television show Friends. And, um, you know, I'm a fan of the show, even though like the show is definitely a knockoff of the television show, uh, living single. Um, I, I can, I can look at it and appreciate it for its art, artistic merits. Um, you know, save for the fact that like, it is definitely a knockoff, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't appreciate that aspect, but I, but I'm not going to kid myself on, on, uh, how I feel about the show. Um, so like um what i wanted to do is i wanted to take um someone who is beloved uh by uh society and as a whole i wanted to take somebody uh loved so dearly and and adored in in uh not just uh western culture but specifically in white western culture right uh and i wanted to flip the whole name in a, in a way that it should really be addressed i wanted to address I wanted to address the negative aspects of someone who 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 the Western culture holds so positive, right? Uh, and it, and it's interesting because if you look at the name Rachel Green, also in the show, her middle name is Karen. <laughs> oh, for real? Yeah, in the show, her name is Karen. Her middle name is Karen. That's like a hidden little piece. Right. That's that's yeah. Sick. That's okay. there, right? Like we we'll, we'll talk about that. So, but the thing is, the thing is, um. We know this. We know this idea of of white privilege and, and 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 what we see from the outside looking in. But if we take it from the inside looking out, then we can assess it and be like, look, you know, uh, look, we can kind of put the lens on ourselves 
and, and, and see the negatives within ourselves, even if we're not that individual. Because when we start to put our, our view, like see it from other people's eyes and from their lens, then we can like kind of self-assess to a degree, even if it isn't really us. Yeah, you know I mean, so I wanted to approach it that way. I wanted to approach it with a, a bit of that, like kind of, and I've done that on other records where like, you know, I've spoken about that kind of privilege and, and that kind of understanding. And they, those records are out there. I did it on the, the song, uh, Hands Up, Wink, Wink, where I'm talking from the perspective of, of that kind of individual, uh, kind of sarcastically. But, um, you know, the reality being, you know, like how I truly feel about the situation. But it's uh, it's being sarcastic and facetious. But the reality is we know how negative uh, these individuals ha have been in, in, in our history. Yeah. No, it was a, it's a I was on the treadmill when I was listening to it. And I was just like, this song is this song is it's um there's a it's it's comical in places. But I feel your approach with the bars is also quite cerebral because it's almost like, did he really just say that? Like, it's true, but it cuts quite deep, but it's still palatable in a way. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I mean, that was the objective overall. Yeah. And then when you um, when you put the Jane Elliott at the end as well, that kind of gave it that academic gravitas because nine, you know, we, we love Jane Elliott and, you know, absolutely. her name does hold weight. So I thought that was I thought that was I thought that was really slick. Yeah, it's necessary to add because, you know, we what we don't want to do is we, we want to address the topic and we want to let individuals know that we understand that that there, there are those of you, uh, a select few who, who actually understand and get it and, and who own, who hold themselves accountable and understand that they, they walk in the light with white privilege. And and because of that, they have a lot of work to do within their own communities to um, speak to the to the topic we're addressing. That's very powerful. Um, and, and, it, and it's and it and it stings for a lot of individuals, but like you know, who else to bring it home than Jane Elliott, who who's our beloved beloved aunt, our beloved uh, mother, our beloved uh, everything in, in, in this uh, world of um, idi idiocy in terms of like color selections, like actually seeing color. You yeah, yeah, no, I, I I definitely agree. Moving on to. Benjamin Button, you said a line on there that rock bottom will teach you lessons that mountaintops never will. What are some of the the lessons you've learned about yourself, you know, just through your journey in music? You know, it could be in recent years, it could be across the board, just, you know, two or three of the lessons you've learned about yourself. Uh, first off, I got to give credit where credit's due. That's my, my beloved brother, Little Fame, the legendary Little Fame, uh, who said, who said, uh, Rock bottom would teach you lessons that mountain tops never will. And, yes, you're um, correct. So apologies. And, and no, it's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Um, I, I feel the energy of what you're saying. And um, uh, you know, so the, you said a couple of lessons that I've learned. Um, you know, in the midst of in the midst of all this that I go that I ride by. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just you know, in general, it could be just about how you move in the music business, or you know, Corey Christie. Like, what have you learned about yourself that you didn't know? You know, prior to let's just say the last couple of years. Let's let's um. Let's look at it in a more granular, a granular perspective. So, so getting closer to like, um, uh, I think throughout throughout my entire life, I've been seeking and searching for spirituality, and 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 uh, uh, driven to like um, some kind of uh, higher understanding that kind of connects the dots with everything that I'm doing in my career as well, and to make sure that um, that the parallels between my career and my family life with my village and and everything else that I've I've um, uh, allowed to be a part of my life throughout my throughout my uh, lifespan 
kind of coincides and spirituality has been a key from day one i've been like kind of lost in the sauce uh, i've clarified some of the muddied waters and then um right now i'm coming to like a very uh, a, a very distinct clearing that uh, allows me to be open to all kinds of forms of understanding i read daily uh from the bhagavad gita the quran the bible i read uh, on uh netarianism and, and hinduism and buddhism and, and and various other forms of uh spirituality and, and ways of thinking but i've been way more open to eastern philosophies and eastern ideals and and and, and my studies now have led me closer to uh Natarian Natarianism um and, and being uh one with uh comedic comedic spirituality. Um, okay. and that has drawn me closer to an understanding of how to grow as an individual on a daily day to day daily basis. The thing that I've been searching for most with that I was never seeing growing up when um my grandparents had me going knocking door to door as a Jehovah Witness or my um my mom had me jumping on that bus to make sure that I was going to Pentecostal church. I was on the corner in the parks listening to the five percenters. All these things were various little stops along the uh, road to the understanding that I'm at now. And I feel like I have so far to go, but, I, but I'm super happy and, 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 and super excited about the journey that I've taken and where I'm headed now. And that's the first thing. And the second thing, <laughs> the second thing I would say is that, like, you know, above all else, like, if, if you're going to do this music thing, no, no matter what you're going to do in life, do it like you want to, like like you you want to breathe. Like you can't do things just in the just in the name of, of just doing them and just kind of the redundancy and the uh, and the um the con content the continuance of like you know the labor that you have to continue to continue to go in a circle and then it becomes a revolving door. You got to do things like seriously, like you want to breathe, like um like your quest for water. Like the, the, the things that matter the most, that are true necessities, whatever you want to do in your life, approach them with that kind of constant, uh, uh, consistency and that constant, or, or don't approach them at all. Um, mm. You're going to have a, a lackluster effect and you're going to just like, you know, go with the motions of things. And so whenever yeah. I wake up in the morning, I'm very, I'm very specific and I'm very, um, very committed to the idea of how, how engaged I am to the first glass of water I drink to the fact that like when I walk outside it, 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 on a day-to-day -day basis, all these things connect to my, my standing with hip hop. You know, I talk to the trees. People may think I'm crazy. I talk to the trees, you know what I'm saying? I, I talk to the, to the water. I talk to the, to the grass. I make sure that I, like I, I, um, I take my shoes off in the morning and I, and I get grounded out on, on, on the grass. And then, you know, like I, I connect with individuals with that loving admiration for life and that life, kind of transcends and enters into like everything else that I do. The same way I want water is the same way I want hip hop. That was very deep. I appreciate you, King. That that that's how I feel. <laughs> yeah, you know what you know what it is for me, you know, I think sometimes we feel we know the artists we listen to because we listen to their music. Right? So I've been listening to you for it's gone fifteen years, right? But to hear you talk about, you know, being connected to your first glass of water and taking your shoes off and connecting with the grass, these are things I would never have known. I wouldn't, I don't think I would have ever even assumed that. But that's actually quite refreshing to hear that because one of the things we want to do with the podcast is that, yeah, MCs like yourself, superheroes, we get that part, but we also want to show the human side and, you know, things that you do on a day-to-day -day basis. So that was, um, that was really insightful. And talking about growing up in Pentecostal church. Um, that's my background too. I come from a very similar background. It's the same thing.
Yeah. <laughs> it's the same thing. I think I think that also gives us an edge musically though. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. I think I, I feel like all those different, uh, all these different experiences that we encounter and everything that like you know enters into uh, play for our our daily life uh, affect and and create the uh, the landscape and the true sound of for what we what we do when we're we're, we're using our canvas and we're using mm -hmm. our paintbrush. You know, no matter what our artistic abilities are, because we're all creators. I don't care who we are on this earth. We're all creators. And um, whatever we're creating at, you know, our experiences define who we are going to be as a creator. 100%. 100%. 100%. Here at Breaking Atoms, we, we like to... It's not that we like to. I'm, I'm saying this incorrectly. We are legacy-driven. We actually write it in our presentations. And I know you have a song in the new album called Legacy-Driven. What do you want your legacy to be when it's all said and done? Firstly, as a man, secondly, as a father, and lastly, as a hip hop artist. First, as a man, second, as a yep. father, and then yep. third, as a hip hop artist. I love that That's you it. put it that. I love that that you put it that way, uh, and, and that 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 makes it very simple. Okay. Uh, so, as a man, as a man, I want to make sure that I am the perfect reflection of the Most High. My objective is to consistently grow and transcend beyond a material earth that we live in so that we're able to um, see like individuals who, who, who look upon me and look at me as an example. They're able to say that I, I knew something so much greater than the material that's around us. I knew something that um, was enlightened, that was elevated, that vibrated higher. So that's who I want to be as a man. I want to be more of a reflection of the most high, the, the, the grand creator, the, the, the all, right? I want to be a reflection mm -hmm. of that. As a father, I want to be able to pass on uh, the ideas of, you know, generational wealth. And I want to pass on the ideas of, you know, a lot of the knowledge that we're going to receive. Like you can take the meat of it, uh, even though I'm not a meat eater, <laughs> you can take the meat <laughs> of it as a, as a metaphor. You take the meat of it and you discard the bone so don't allow yourself to be so caught up in what everybody else has to say and take it for face value and take it as your science but take the piece of it that makes sense that you can actually grow and and and, and define yourself and define your being from and then discard the part that's not so important for you and so important for you to grow with so as a father i just want to pass on that kind of information as a hip-hop artist i want to make sure that i stay true to everything that i believe in from the moment i stepped into this game i want to be i want to pay homage and honor those who came before me who are the elders who taught me and, and who gave me life to even be able to exist in this thing we call hip-hop that i can uh you know call this my career and that i can say that it saved my life so i want to be an example for them and i want to be an example for the ones who come after me so i don't want to not do what i did for a period of time where i knocked those coming behind me and didn't really allow them to elevate and grow and and um let their let their plant um flourish the way it's supposed to flourish I want to be an example for them and I want to listen to them and learn from them. And through that, like, you know, I feel like I've done everything that I want to do as a man, as a father, and as a hip hop artist. Wow. 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 You're good at this, Rex. You're good. You're good at this life thing and you're good at this interview thing. I'm giving you I'm giving you your props that. and your flowers. I appreciate that, King. For real, I appreciate you taking the time with me and, and giving me the platform to be able to like spread my joy.
No, it's all good, man. Look, I, I love your music, man. It goes without saying. Let's 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 um let's wrap this up though. I, I've got a hip hop question. Um, the listeners love their hip hop, obviously. Who are or what are your five favorite hip hop albums from Boston Lawrence Hip Hop Eyes? Oh, whoa! All right, okay. You see, this oh, is where we're man. taking it. Oh, this is this is this is extremely tough, and I feel like I feel. <laughs> I feel you know what? I tell you what. Let me make it easy for you. Put on the fire. <laughs> let, let me let me make it easy for you, right? Just name your favorites or the ones that come to mind. Like you know, you 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 you're in your living room. I'm gonna listen to some Boston hip hop. What are you reaching for? It doesn't have to be five. I mean, so uh, first and foremost, um, first and foremost, above above all else, um, and, and and like a lot of cats don't um, don't immediately um, gravitate towards my man Acrobatic, but um, ab- above all things, the first thing the first thing that comes to to mind for me is Balance. Great album. Okay. Remind um, my soul. Mm. Yes, this is this is actually my favorite my favorite um Boston uh song. Period. What? Remind my soul. Yeah, remind my soul is my favorite. Act knows. Act knows already. Like the moment that joint comes on, it's forget it. Um, it's all and it's, it's a pow- It's a powerful song, and that was um. I think that actually sparked the career of Illmind, if I'm if I'm correct. Yes, absolutely. So I mean, yeah. I, I I love that project. Um. Ed OG, a face in the crowd. Okay, that's an interesting pick. Really? Yeah, it's an interesting pick. Because I don't really hear people mention that particular album. I mean, I people can people can go to to the first album and throw it out there, but honestly, like I like because my own worst enemy can be in there, but like that's my uh, that's my one. That's my yeah, one. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying? Like, um, I, I would say I would say a face in the crowd and also and also arts and entertainment, even though that's not just a Boston album. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, that's an incredible, that's an incredible collaborative album with him and Master Ace. Indeed. Um, Terms first album um is is um is is um is up there for me. Okay. Uh, hold on. I, I I hope this phone doesn't die. Let me see. I got I got a good percentage. I, I thought it was gonna um I thought it was gonna die. But um, yeah um, uh, the whole politics like that's 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 a big one for me. Um, then oh, let, hold on. Who else do I gra- Who do, who else do I gravitate towards? Um, see, like for, for 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 me, I don't I don't listen to a lot of hip hop too. That's the other thing. Okay, so what what do you listen to? I listen to soul soul music. (laughs) You know what? You know what's funny, man. So many people tell me that. I think. I I think. I I I think we're similar age. Listen to hip hop. Like when I do listen to hip hop, it's like you know. Um, I like I like nowadays like Toby and Wigway. I don't know if you know Toby. Um, I've uh, heard of him, and I I have to check him out. I've heard. He's somebody who I listen to. I listen to um uh J Cole's Dreamville Team. I love Earth Gang. Um. Mm -hmm. I love real. I love really eclectic artsy uh, stylings. Um, I love artsy stuff like that and like eclectic uh, vibrations. You know, I'm a I'm a child of like the Fugees and and, and things like that. So right, you know, if, it, if it's hip hop, I like it to have like you know substance and it has to be. It has to, it has to like um challenge challenge me. Uh, yes. Not only not only um, lyrically and, and, and being thought provoking, but also being um, being uh, the sound that has to be challenging. 
my biggest my biggest artist is Stevie Wonder. Um, uh, like you have you have Marvin, of course, but uh, you know, like Gil Scott Heron and uh, Nina Simone, and and um, I don't know why I'm oh Curtis Mayfield, forget forget it, Curtis Mayfield. These are my vibrations, fam. These are what, um, like, you know, on a regular basis, what I'm listening to. If I'm not listening, like, I'm, I'm usually in my studies, man. I'm like, I'm reading books and, like, uh, I'm, either, I'm, I'm either doing that or writing and then, you know, uh, being a creator. Um, so, like, locally, like, the ones who, who, who I love and adore the most, like, Edo, Edo is right there, Acrobatics right there, Term is right there, those are my brothers. And then, you know, uh, there are, there are more that I respect and everything like that, but when it comes like to like you know going to the albums, those are the ones I go to. And then uh, uh, there's there's my brother Lucky Dice who did. He's another one who put out a great album that I love. It's called Mosa Memoirs of a Starving Artist. That's another acronym. <laughs> okay, I've I've not I've not heard that. I need to check that out. Yeah, check that out. Memoirs of a Starving Artist. Um, he's a he's a He's a dope MC. MBS is another group that I that I rock with, Natural Born Spitters. Um, you know, there, there, there's a plethora of dope art artists that I that I rock with that I that I love dearly uh coming from home. But again, soul soul is where it's at for me. You know, you know what's a very I think it's an under I hate this term now, underrated. Um, but I think it's an underrated album from 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 your from your city or state mass. Elder Head Toucher, Destined for Greatness. Oh wow, wow, brother! Yes, come yes. on now, too complex. Jeez. Yes, yes, absolutely. L, like L, L gave me nightmares growing up, like making sure that I had to like <laughs> get my pen game right. Mm. One of the early, one of the early ones, like I gotta be honest, like one of the earliest ones who scared me on the mic, like who I had to like, you know, I had to make sure my pen game was super tight. Was L to L touching? Yeah, he's um he's a very very serious writer, and I think I was saying this to Dar Adams last year when I spoke to him. I think too complex. I have a list of perfect rap songs, and I think too complex is on that list. Yeah, he was on another level. Yeah, always always was on another level. Now going by Lane Chief, I don't know if like uh L's been rhyming in a while, but like yo, uh one of my early favorites, man. Yeah, no, definitely. Like that first album, I was in the record store a few months ago when I was allowed in there. And that album on CD goes for £30, which is like $35, $40, somewhere in that region. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a rare gem. Wow, yeah, like, yeah, that's, that's absolutely true. Yeah, it's a rare gem. Rex, we're going we're gonna to close, but before we close, can you let our listeners know where they can find you on social media and if you've got anything else you want to plug? I know you've got the new album. Um, but just remind people where they can find you and, um, yeah, send any messages or vibrations out to the people. I appreciate you for taking uh, time with me and bringing matters and, like, just, just bobbing with me. And um, it's a beautiful uh, thing whenever I get an opportunity to talk to uh, good energies and um, sharing good conversation. Um, the, the best way to reach me is to go to my Instagram and, and look up Rex Hip Hop, R-E-K-S Hip Hop. And uh, in my bio, you can find just about everything that you need to know about what's going on with, with your boy Rex. Sounds great. Sounds great to me. Rex, thank you so much, not just for your time today, but just for being uh, uh, a dope hip-hop artist, being reliable, being consistent, being one of those artists that I buy your records just off the strength. I don't need to hear anything. 
And um, you always have a platform and a home here at Breaking Atoms. And we, we do this podcast to celebrate people such as yourself. So so thank you so much. That's, that's super appreciated. I thank you for saying that. And um, anytime you need anything, my end, you just let me know, brother, and I'm there. I appreciate it, man. You take care of yourself and, you know, give my regards to the family. Stay safe. Likewise. Bless up. Big shout out to Rex for coming through on the show. I hope you've enjoyed listening to his perspective and that you leave with some kind of jewel or information that's going to help you in whatever you're doing or wherever you're going. At the very least, please dig into Rex's catalogue. It's dope and it's very deep. My favourite albums are Grey Hairs, the self-titled joint, Straight No Chaser, The Greatest Unknown and this new one, Things. The hunger inside is never satisfied. Big up to DJ Kerosene, who is a listener of the show. He's actually worked with Rex in the past and he did some cuts on the recipe from the Greatest Unknown album. So yeah, big up to DJ Kerosene on all days. We really appreciate you taking the time out to to listen to the show. The hip hop community has experienced a lot of heartbreak and heartache over these past few weeks. So before I go, I want to say rest in peace to DMX, Black Rob and Shock G. We celebrate their lives and we honour them for their contributions to our culture. I want to send love to the Simmons, Ross and Jacobs families, immediate and extended, especially their young children who will have to navigate life without the physical presence of their fathers. We are on the socials. You can find Summit at Hip Hop Chronicle and I can be found at I Am Kinetic and that's Kinetic with a K. And if you can't find us by now, you know what Summit would say. We'll be back next week to continue the full-time Jack move. And until then, peace.